Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, March 4th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. A hearing is set for Monday in a lawsuit claiming long waits on Missouri Department of Social Services phone lines are keeping people from getting help for programs like food stamps. 50% of the people who have their SNAP applications rejected are rejected because they can't complete an interview. We will explore the issues behind the lawsuit in just a few minutes. More officials in the region are relaxing mask mandates following a drop in COVID-19 cases. That includes the decision makers at St. Louis Public Schools who are making masks optional for students and staff. St. Louis Public Radio's Shayla Farzan reports. Beginning Monday, students and workers in St. Louis Public Schools will not be required to wear masks. The change comes after city health officials announced they would not ask the St. Louis Board of Aldermen to renew the city's indoor mask mandate. In an email to families and staff, SLPS officials said high vaccination rates and the declining number of COVID-19 cases in St. Louis have allowed the district to move to a mask-optional policy. School personnel will continue to closely monitor infection rates at individual schools and across the district and will be, quote, prepared to seek immediate action if there's a spike in cases. Masks will be mandatory for students and workers who are returning to school after testing positive for the coronavirus. I'm Shayla Farzan, St. Louis Public Radio. The director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says the pandemic shows the importance of protecting the public during health emergencies. Dr. Rochelle Walensky made the comment during a visit to medical school students at Washington University. She also says thousands of public health jobs are vacant as workers deal with depression and other mental health issues. We need to make sure that that workforce feels valued. We need to make sure it's a revered place to be. We need to make sure that there's longitudinal funding. It's not, you know, three-year cycles. Walensky was part of a WashU lecture series featuring disease experts talking with students. St. Louis County employees will have Election Day off in November. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports on the County Civil Service Commission's decision to make voting day in November a holiday. The commission's action applies just to the upcoming election on November 8th. A formal rule change will be needed to make the holiday permanent. The county already offers its employees three hours of paid time off to vote in any election. But Karen Arresti, the county's acting director of administration, says that isn't always enough time. Being online to vote, the amount of time to access to polls, to how fast those lines move. In the old days, it might have taken an hour or two. And nowadays, that's just not the case. In addition, not all employees live in St. Louis County. 19 states observe Election Day as a holiday. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. Missouri Governor Mike Parson is calling for more severe sanctions against Russia for invading Ukraine. Parson says he's ready to help in any way, but he also points out there is little states can do aside from urging the U.S. government to stand strong. Missouri's state worker retirement program had more than $1.5 million worth of investments in Russia as of Wednesday. Missouri State Employees Retirement System board members have voted to divest those interests as soon as possible. Many lawmakers in Illinois are still coming to terms with the indictment of one of the most powerful politicians in the state's history. Federal prosecutors are accusing former House Speaker Michael Madigan of racketeering and bribery. Democrats who helped block Madigan from another term as Speaker say they knew more than a year ago 
that a change in leadership was needed. Caroline Kabzanski reports. The representatives are saying it's a new day in Springfield and are pointing to an ethics reform package passed under now Speaker Chris Welch, as well as landmark energy legislation as proof. Even so, Democrat Representative Kelly Cassidy says lawmakers are trying to fix the fallout from Madigan's almost four decades in the seat. The first thing you do when you get cancer is you cut out the cancer. Then you treat what happened afterward. The 19 acknowledge lawmakers have more to do on ethics reform. And Republican leader Jim Durkin has said Madigan's indictment points to a broader culture of corruption in Springfield. I'm Caroline Kabzanski. Hi, this is Shula Newman. You've likely heard Wayne refer to me at the end of the gateway. Well, I am real. And I'm interrupting this podcast to remind you that the excellent journalism you hear every day on the gateway is only possible because people like you are willing to give financial support to St. Louis Public Radio. Please do your part to support our journalism. It's simple to do. Just go to stlpr.org. Thank you. And now back to Wayne. The Missouri Department of Social Services has drawn scrutiny over the years for long waits on its many phone lines for state services. Now, the department is facing a lawsuit which alleges those delays are keeping eligible people from getting help. Sebastian Martinez Valdivia reports. Mary Holmes lives in an affordable housing complex in the same North St. Louis neighborhood where she spent most of her life. Behind a big metal gate, her apartment is just a few feet away from her mother's unit. Holmes is 55 and disabled. She has debilitating cancer and chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD. So she's unable to work and she relies on social services, including Medicaid and SNAP, food stamps. I had to keep food in my house, keep me eating, you know. Holmes has been trying to get SNAP benefits for more than a month. She was cut off after DSS sent recertification paperwork to an old address, but she's been unable to make it past one crucial step. To get SNAP, applicants must complete an interview, which DSS recommends doing by phone. That's been a brick wall for Holmes. Um, you can't get through to them. Holmes filled out a physical application at a social services office, where they told her she'd get a call for the interview. Someone called me in two days when I got on the phone. It was a live person at first when I got on the phone, then they cut the recording on. I had to fill out the application all over again. Wait for a live representative, and it was 692 people in front of me. She tried seven more times over the following week before running out of prepaid phone minutes. Holmes brought up her struggles when she went to apply for rental assistance, and now she's the lead plaintiff in a lawsuit against DSS. It alleges acting department director Robert Nodell is wrongfully denying Holmes and others like her social services for which they qualify. It has just reached a point where it is untenable. Catherine Hawley is a staff attorney with Legal Services of Eastern Missouri, which is representing the plaintiffs. She says DSS has a history of dysfunction with their phone lines, but more and more Missourians are ending up in Mary Holmes' situation. We were looking at some statistics that DSS has shared, and 50% of the people who uh, have their SNAP applications rejected are rejected because they can't complete an interview. A DSS statement provided to KBIA says the department doesn't comment on pending litigation. Nevertheless, the same statement highlights staffing difficulties the department is experiencing. It says applicants for DSS job postings declined more than 70 percent between March of 2020 and October of 2021. The statement says DSS hopes the recently approved increased pay plan for state employees will help with hiring and retention. Legal services lawyer Catherine Hawley says regardless of its resources, DSS has a responsibility to provide services to those eligible. 
That's something courts have borne out as well in response to suits like this one. Legal services clients were at the heart of a suit last summer that ended in a unanimous Supreme Court decision that said the state had to implement voter-approved Medicaid expansion. At the time, the governor's office argued DSS didn't have the money to implement the change as the legislature refused to appropriate funds specifically for expansion. The court decided that didn't matter. They have certain obligations under federal law, and they're not meeting those obligations. And so I am sympathetic with my clients and with low-income Missourians who need these benefits and who are going hungry without them. For her part, Mary Holmes hopes the suit resolves quickly. Her representatives have asked the judge for immediate relief. She says becoming part of the suit wasn't a hard decision. No, it's nothing I had to think about. I had already thought about it, that whatever it takes, it, I was going to do it, you know, because it's all going to happen to nobody else. A hearing in the case is set for Monday, March 7th. I'm Sebastian Martinez Valdivia. Sebastian is a reporter at KBIA in Columbia. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.